the key and the whole essence of today's show is to talk about now is the time to get those marketing messages dialed in more solidly than ever. See, the mindset could be things are a little scary right now. I'm going to back off and maybe not buy as many houses, maybe not market as much. I'm just going to hold on for a little bit. I know I'll wait and see what happens. Nothing could be a worse decision than that right now. Nothing at all. Actually, you need to be going the exact opposite. These people have severe problems. One of them is they don't want people in the house. How do we as real estate investors solve that problem? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Home Seller, you have two options. I can make a buying decision on this property right now, close on the date that you want to. Nobody else is going to come into this property. Okay? And this could be gone. Could be gone, just like that. Or we can list it on the market. We can, you may have 20, 30 showings. How many of them are infected? I don't know. Are you a gambler? Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I'm your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Cora. Of course, we are recording live from our downtown Denver studios with my executive producer, main man, and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Hello, folks. What's going on? Happy to be here. How's life, man? Life's pretty good. Um, planning for a surprise Christmas trip. I don't think my mom listens to the uh, listens to the podcast. So I'm trying I plan- to be insulted about that, but continue. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get her there. Um, but but uh, I'm planning on surprising her for Christmas and heading home for a few days. So you know, kind of getting everything lined up for that and getting excited about seeing some of the family and a few friends from back home. So, uh, you know, we passed one holiday and, you know, at, around this time of year, it all seems like it runs together. So uh, we're yeah. right up to Christmas now. Yep. It happens so fast. So home for you is like Oklahoma, right? Yeah, for sure. Oklahoma. That's awesome. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, actually, it's funny. I was, I don't even know if I want to share this, but I was in a production of Oklahoma. Um, oh, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade, and like there's this part that's generally sung by a a girl. Like it's a really high note. And, oh, okay. Um, the girl was not available, so like I did it, and it went so well that they just kind of kept me in the show, and like, they just awkwardly put me in this goodbye, and I hit this like stupid high <laughs> note. <laughs> All right, I'm not even sure why I'm sharing that with you. Let's move on to the. Uh... <laughs> That's a good story, man. I, I, I'm going to go back and see if I can find that on the internet. I'm going to hope you can't. Um, so now we're going <laughs> to move on from there. So interesting news article related to the foreclosure market. Um, Zillow, who, you know, oh, I, I can't think of anything I hate more than Zillow. I was trying to find something. The only thing we hate more than Zillow is, and honestly, my mind went blank at that moment. That's, that's so weird. 
So Zillow that we despise is actually reporting that um, pandemic uncertainty is keeping 34% of home sellers out of the market. And then a little subtitle says, anxiety about losing employment is also a factor. Right? And here's the thing. It, we, you know, here in the Colorado Springs market, we attract the market, although we do deals in both Denver and Colorado Springs and all up and down the front range, all the way down to Pueblo, Colorado. Colorado Springs is where I grew up. It's where I went to school. So when I, when I think of my home market, I immediately go to Colorado Springs because I, I know that market inside, outside, and backwards. Right? And generally speaking, at this time of the year, that market should be holding inventory, again, a little late in the year, so it should be a little bit lower. But if things were normal, we would have, let's say, 800 to 900 active single-family homes in the market right now. You want to take a guess at how many there are at the moment, Jay? Uh, uh, maybe 20. Well, that would be way too low, but it's, uh, it's, it's comparably bad. It's, it's about 380 right now at this moment, 380 <laughs> single family homes. <laughs> let me just, th- let me just throw a random number that is nowhere near no, the I mean, actual was, number. Okay. I asked for random and it was super freaking random. Like, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but you were way too low. 380 active single family homes for the city of Colorado Springs, which has just over 700,000 people who are now duking it out. Over 380 single-family homes, and this encompasses all price brackets, okay? So on up to the luxury million-dollar-plus homes and down to the, you know, a cheap house in Colorado Springs, about 200 to 250 quite honestly. Uh, that, that's inexpensive for the Springs market. And everywhere in between, there's a total of 380 properties in the city. That's nuts, okay? And this article goes on to explain why. In the end, or or I guess in multiple reasons, but one of the reasons they cite is that the pandemic uncertainty, right? You have a uncertainty includes financial anxiety. They don't know if selling the house is a good idea, much less upgrading to a new house that's probably going to cost more than the last one, right? Because a lot of people aren't sure what the pandemic's going to do next. They're not sure if COVID's going to march on. They're not sure if they're going to be employed. Right, forty percent of homeowners said they would consider selling in the next three years. Anticipate a more favorable price if they wait. So, despite the fact that the market is at the hottest level it has ever been, people are thinking this is actually going to get better or worse, depending on which side of the equation you're on. If you're a buyer, it's going to get worse. Prices could continue to rise. You may have already found yourself priced out of the market, and now if you're a seller trying to capitalize on this equity, you now have 380 options to pick from to replace your home, or you may be living in a box. It's a strange time, man. Sounds like it. So what does all of this mean? Well, In this thing that we do in real estate investing, okay, a big part of the coaching product, what we teach is finding deals, okay? It's a four-part thing. 
your eyes tuned for that because we're going to be publishing that here pretty shortly. But basically, the four-part course goes over finding, funding, fixing, and flipping your way to success in real estate investing. But the biggest part of this, believe it or not, the hardest part is the finding one. Right, which is why we end every show with don't buy a house, buy a deal. But where are you going to get those deals? Well, a lot of very successful wholesalers out there have created very elaborate marketing systems that consist of basically the same message. We buy houses, we pay cash, we'll close on the date of your choice. You don't have to list it with a real estate agent. We'll handle all the paperwork. We'll even help you move. Right? And great marketing minds have gotten together over the years and they put together these systems. They just kind of let them run, you know, postcards is how my mentor did it. Then it switched uh, to Facebook advertising, a very popular way to get deals out there. If you get the budget to do so, we were talking on a previous show about doing text message advertising, et cetera, multiple ways to get somebody to raise their hand and go, yes, yes, I would like to sell my house. But what are we doing with this real estate investing thing? We're solving a problem. Okay. And now the pandemic is causing a whole bunch of other problems, right? One of those problems is COVID. And some of these sellers you know, some of this might apply to just elderly people who are concerned, but I got to tell you, I've met more young people concerned about having people in their home right now than even the elderly, right? But the elderly have a valid reason because they're a high risk category for this virus. They don't necessarily want people stomping through their house, right? And little Bobby, who, you know, may have a little bit of a sniffle or a sneeze, touching everything in the house. It really, in this case, could mean life or death for them. You know, so part of the reason 34% of the home sellers are staying out of the market, this article talks about, is because they don't want people up in their house. The key and the whole essence of today's show is to talk about now is the time to get those marketing messages dialed in more solidly than ever. See, the mindset could be, Things are a little scary right now. I'm going to back off and maybe not buy as many houses, maybe not market as much. I'm just going to hold on for a little bit. I know I'll wait and see what happens. Nothing could be a worse decision than that right now. Nothing at all. Actually, you need to be going the exact opposite. These people have severe problems. One of them is they don't want people in the house. How do we, as real estate investors, solve that problem? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Home Seller, you have two options. I can make a buying decision on this property right now, close on the date that you want to. Nobody else is going to come into this property. Okay? And this could be gone. Could be gone, just like that. Or we can list it on the market. We can, you may have 20, 30 showings. How many of them are infected? I don't know. Are you a gambler? <laughs> I don't right? know if people are ready to gamble. With their lives? Eh, not typically. Uh, no, no, not really. 
Okay. Now, do I believe that the crisis is that serious? Do I believe the pandemic is that dangerous? Personally, I'll tell you, no, I don't. Okay. Personally, I do believe it's a serious thing for a lot of people. I do believe certain age brackets who are at high risk need to really take this into account. And I do believe as real estate investors, we have a responsibility Save the put the profit aside for a minute. Okay, we have a responsibility to provide one more option to these people who need to sell that property. Okay, we are in the business of helping people to solve a housing problem. Everybody I meet wants to go into real estate, they want to talk about the riches and the Ferraris and the all the cool stuff that comes with it. Listen, keep in mind your entire purpose is to solve a real estate problem. Okay, and one problem is certainly that it may be fatal depending on your belief system on this virus, to let somebody in your house right now. It may be fatal. If you're old enough, if you're not of good health, and you need to sell this property, you may not, listing it may not even be an option for you right now. Okay? Number two is a lot of jobs are being lost, right? So people who were employed a couple months ago are not currently employed. That mortgage is still clicking. We had a time of reprieve where we let people off the hook on the mortgage thing for a few months. But I can tell you, as a homeowner who took advantage of some of it, I was like, listen, if you guys don't want to make me make a payment, I'm just not going to. So I'm cool with that. You know, um, but a couple months later, as expected, they want their money, you know. And so a lot of people who are still unemployed, unfortunately, still going through a hard time, they now have to, they have to come up with the months they missed plus the months going forward, and they still don't have a job, you know? Next up, you've got landlords, people who have renters with their property. Those renters may be unemployed, unable to make the rent payment right now. So those landlords, you know, a lot of people think landlords are just like Mr. Moneybags from Monopoly. That's very rarely the case. Generally speaking, they're getting by month to month too. And if somebody doesn't make their rent payment, they can't pay the mortgage. Right? The combination of all of these things is adding up to there are 34% less available houses on the marketplace. And you have the opportunity of a lifetime to go in and say, as a real estate investor, as a professional, not as a person who's trying to take advantage of your unfortunate situation, but rather to provide a service to the economy that is much needed, okay? In the past, in the 07, 08 era, they made a business out of talking about how bad investors were for the marketplace. They killed investor loans, the ability to buy investment property and the market nose dove, man, it was insane. You can't blame the investors. You should credit the investors. A lot of times we're the only thing standing between that person and foreclosure and foreclosures, including for the banks are just generally bad. They're bad for the seller's credit. Okay, they're bad for the comps in the neighborhood because now the property values are going to go down. They are bad for the bank that now has to figure out how to deal with this property. Their bank's located typically in another state from where this property is located. They've never been inside of the property. They don't know if the heat's on or if the pipes are freezing. 
or if the appliances have been stolen or if bums are using it as a squatting palace at the moment. They have no idea. Foreclosure across the board is a bad thing. It helps no one. Okay. But an investor who can prevent foreclosure, an investor who can say, I understand you need to sell the house, but you don't want people in the property because you're worried about your health. I can solve that problem. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payment to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores, and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now, that's a messenger bot, and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. So you've got to dial up your marketing now like no bi- nobody's business, okay? If you were thinking about backing off, let me be the voice of reason for you right now. Your marketing to get properties is more important now than it has ever been because there are more real estate problems than there have ever been. There've always been the issue of properties with deferred maintenance, right? They didn't keep up with the paint and they let it get dirty. And they're some reason cool with their kids putting crayons on the wall and stuff like that. I personally would smack my children, but some people, you know, don't, or don't have those same rules, right? So there's always been that out there, right? But what has changed is we've now added a couple of factors that we just haven't experienced before. Viral infection, job loss due to a pandemic. We've had presidential elections before, but none like this one. None like what just happened. Right? This, this was a, uh, a, a very interesting and still not completely over presidential election, right? So the problems we now solve are more different than they have been, and the real estate investor is more necessary than we have been. Because we can help them with that. But you've got to get your marketing message dialed in and like, so it makes sense. These are the problems I can solve for you. Are you behind on payments? We can solve that. You don't want showings? We can solve that. You need to move on a specific date? Got it. You don't have, you got a bunch of stuff because you've accumulated 30 years of just random stuff in your property so you can't sell it because it's filled with stuff? We can solve that. You know, you need to get your marketing message dialed in and then you need to get it out there at a higher volume than you ever have before. If you are only spending a couple hundred dollars on marketing right now, my advice to you is double it, okay? And if you're in the thousands, my advice to you is double it. Regardless of where you're at right now, based on the metrics that we are tracking on the reasonable cost of acquisition of a property, the time to go out there and help these people solve these problems while making a tidy profit along the way, because I'm not in the charitable organization business, 
Okay, we do this to make money, and I never. I, I tell them that at like a lesson. We're going to make a profit, but I can help you solve your problem and allow you to and make a profit at the same time. Let me show you how. Okay, your heart has to be in the right place. But if your marketing message is dialed in and your heart is in the right place, you're meeting with people and you're helping them to solve problems. You're you're going to do amazing things in this business. Okay, if you're a scoundrel a word I don't get to use near often enough. Um, but <laughs> if you are a scoundrel and you're out there to hurt people, you will be discovered and the industry will find a way to oust you. That much I promise you. Okay. But I think most of you are good guys. I think you're listening to this show because you want to do good and make a profit. This is how you've decided to make your living or maybe you're making a living another way and you want to transition over to full-time investors and you're dedicating your time right now to listen to this podcast and get educated about how to be a better real estate investor, right? I believe that's why you're here. So with that in mind, I'm telling you the time to go out there and do pandemic-focused marketing is now. It's not a matter of taking advantage. It's that these people are paralyzed by fear right now. They don't know where to turn. Okay. They want to sell the property, but they don't want people in their house. Like they, they're scared to death. I met a, a young couple, like honestly, too young to be concerned about this at the level that they were, but they were from some small town in East Africa and they were, sold me the house. Well, and they were thankful. They were thankful they sold it to me cheap. But I explained to them, I feel like you're overreacting a little bit. He's like, I hear you. I just, we were very, very nervous about this. He answered the door with a mask on. He insisted that we wore a mask throughout the showing. And he said, you know, is this the last time I'm going to need to let you in the house? I'm like, yep. Cool. I appreciate it. No offense. <laughs> it's just that we're really nervous about this. You know, but thank you for helping us solve the problem. And I bought the house for a song. And there was really nothing wrong with it. You know? Um, so a very profitable deal solved his problem. Everything went well. It's happening. But it really comes down to the marketing systems that you have in place. You know? And if your marketing system is just kind of driving for dollars, you're out there like Jonathan is, you know, looking for deals out there, get, get some flyers, you know, print some stuff up. While you're out there driving, hey, listen, um, you have a problematic property. I know because I just drove by it. And um, based on what's happening with the pandemic right now, you're probably wondering what you're going to do with it. I've got a couple of ideas. Let's chat. You know, not I'm looking to rip your head off and buy this house for half of what, half of what it's worth. That, that should never be your marketing message. The marketing message should always be, you've got a problem. I have a solution. All marketing. McDonald's marketing. Mm, I'm loving it. At the moment that you're hungry, do you see that Big Mac? You know it's terrible for you, but it solves the problem. You're no longer hungry. You're also, you know, killing yourself quicker. But, you know, to each their own. Same applies here. You've got to keep your marketing systems up. And like I said earlier, there's a really good shot based on what's happening in the marketplace my market may be a little different than yours, but based on what I'm reading and what Zillow says right here, 34% less than how many people are holding off. That just means a lot of people sitting at home twiddling their thumbs right now, wishing an investor would show up and offer them something for that house. Like dead serious. Maybe more than ever in the history of our time. There may be more people who want you to show up than ever in the history. Think about that for a minute. 
you know, that at this point we have more opportunity to solve people's real estate problems than we ever have. So if you're truly a real estate investor, what are you doing? Like, what, what, what are you out there doing? Let's chat more about that. The, the marketing message is, is kind of subsequent to how you deliver the marketing message. We've talked a couple of times, text messaging, postcards, whatever. That's not important. It's, but the consistency of the message has to be the same. We buy houses. We can pay cash. We can close quickly. We're no fuss, no muss. And now you're adding stuff like, are you unemployed and need to sell the property? Are you worried about people trouncing through your house who might, might, have COVID may not, you know, are, are we fear mongering? Maybe, you know, but no more or less than life insurance, you know, you're, you're going to die. When you die, your family is going to need money. Life insurance solves that problem, right? You need to sell the house. You let enough people in this house, you're likely to get COVID. That's just fact, right? Or I can solve that problem for you. Nobody has to come in the house. What would you prefer? And I really am structuring all of my engagements with every seller I've ever had on a what would you prefer basis. If you want to maximize your return, okay, if you want to make the most money the market can give you for the property, I am probably not your best option. And I tell them that. And I think you should tell them that too. You know, if this is about money, I'm probably not it. Much like trading in a car, right? You know for certain that if you took that car and put it on Craigslist and auto trader and you were willing to deal with all the showings and let people test drive the car and do all that stuff. You probably could sell it for substantially more than you're going to get heading it to that dealership. Right. But it's painful. It's time consuming. So you do an evaluation and you go, I know I can make more money, but I'd rather make this problem go away faster. I think a lot more sellers are in that spot than we've seen in a very long time. I know I could make more money, but man, I just want this problem to go away. Are you seeing that out there, JRB? I mean, when you're talking to sellers, are, are you sensing desperation yet? What, what's the vibe you're getting from the sellers you are having conversations with? Um, yeah, there, <laughs> there's definitely kind of the, like the trepidation and kind of the, uh, a lot of uncertainty in the market. Um, so that's, influencing you know the conversations that i'm having but uh when you're when you're getting down to it um i've been meeting a lot of people who are looking to sell for kind of what you're saying um looking for more of a profit here recently uh but for those people who are who have been motivated it's really just been about you know man uh, i need like you said i need this problem gone right now um haven't really talked to as many people who are you know afraid of the uh, corona and the pandemic numbers, but at the same time, you know, everybody's dealing with that. So everybody kind of has to uh, take into account who they're letting into their house and how often they want to do that. So definitely been seeing a lot of more. Uh, I've been seeing people looking to sell, but uh, personally, I've been kind of dealing with people who are looking for more profits, who kind of want to sell as opposed to who need to sell. And that's, and that's so valid because you got to be frank, when the market's as hot as it is right now, most people aren't a want to sell, not a need to sell environment. Like the, the reality is, is we are not the best solution. The best solution is honestly for sale by owner. Like you're not paying an agent, putting the house in the market, getting the maximum amount you can get returned. That's a, but it's a pain in the butt, right? So most people go with the uh, hire an agent, get it in the market, let the MLS do the work 
of connecting the sellers with the buyers and it, it does a wonderful job. And then to your point, we, we are working as investors with motivated sellers. We're working with people who need to sell for some compelling reason. But the ones that need to sell who are afraid of COVID aren't reaching out. You know what I mean? They're sitting yeah. in their house right now worried, which is why the purpose of this show is your marketing message needs to be dialed in. Get them the help that they need. You know, it's going to cost you a little bit more either in time or marketing dollars to get to them. But I'm telling you, the return is better than it's been in a very long time. Because a lot of people who are sitting there wishing they had a solution and don't really know where to turn. You know, and we get flack all the time. You're taking advantage of people and their time and need. Yeah, that's a load of malarkey, man. Nobody ever made any. I've never made anybody sell a house to me who didn't want to. I mean, I, I solve problems. So don't, you see it all over Facebook. It's like, I just feel bad. Don't. Like, seriously, what's the point? They didn't, uh, we're just making an offer. Right. Not putting a gun in their head and saying, sign the paperwork. Right. You know, this is what I can pay you based on my profit margin. You know, and just like you said, there's some people, nope, I want to make more than that. I'm looking to make a profit on the property. Good for you. I'm just not the solution. You know, thank you for your time and have a nice day. You got to kiss a lot of frogs, man. The mindset that everybody you're going to meet with is going to be the perfect seller is in and of itself a defeatist attitude. You know, your conversion rate may vary based on market and based on your capabilities, but I'm telling you, it will not be 100%. If it is 100%, you're paying too much for those properties. Hmm. You're not very, buying a deal. Very you're good point. Out. Very good point. See what I'm saying? So it's it, it, you should know that, yeah, I got to make 10 offers to get one deal done. You should know after a good year of data how many offers it takes for you to get one done. But I promise you it's somewhere in the one in 10 at best scenario. You know, uh, I mean, if you're getting one in five, I'd be shocked. And it, again, it tells me that you're probably overpaying. You know, it tells me that you're, if you're getting that many people to accept your offers, you're probably offering too much. And yeah, not, not a bad thing. Like, listen, seller's happy, but you're not going to be happy because you're not going to be a real estate investor for very long. Because you got to make a profit. Like, for sure. Sort of the deal. So, you know, just, just some food for thought marketers. Get out there, you know, pound more doors, you know, drive for dollars more often. Do more marketing. Get more text messages out there, but do not back off in your marketing right now. The market's going places that we, it can only, I think it's going to be amazing, you know, but pandemic marketing is critical. Do more of it because a lot of people who really want to talk to you right now. And you got to go with that mindset. You got to go with the mindset. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who don't want to talk to you right now. Okay. So that's okay too. It's totally okay to understand that not everybody's going to be happy to hear from the investor trying to buy the house at a discount. You know, that's cool. But the people who are happy to hear from you, you know, McDonald's doesn't go door to door and say, hey, do you want a quarter pound with cheese? You know, they wait for their clients to show up. We don't have that luxury. We have to market. We have to put marketing pieces out there. And then the marketing pieces have a certain percentage of people who raise their hand who want to get an offer. And then an even lower percentage who want to take the offer that we can provide them and still make a profit on that deal. You know, it's just a numbers game. Do more of it, you'll get more results. Not rocket science, you know, but you do need to do more of it right now. 
And if you get any takeaway about it today's show, it is that it is time to step up your game, playa. Because the market is changing right before our eyes. And if you're thinking about backing off because you're worried about the pandemic crisis, let me set you straight right now. Think the other way. It's about to get real good. With that, that's our show for today. Um, you know, I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every single week. If you want to become part of the discussion further, join us in the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. We talk about deal analysis. We talk about marketing methods that are working and what's not working. We talk about how to best help motivated sellers to achieve a desired outcome and a bunch of cool, crazy problems pop up. You know, like this guy just, he wanted this, you know, this was a problem and I helped him solve it. It's an incredible forum to just kind of discuss what's going on in the real estate market. We would love to have you a part of that. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thanking you again for tuning in and reminding you now and always don't buy a house. Buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.